0: Hey everybody, we at Podgave Rock and Roll Do You want to make it clear that we don't mean any offense by our comments, critiques, or opinions. We're not music critics, just buddies that use talking about music as an excuse to hang out. Also, our language is intended for adult ears. Enjoy! Cause I'm
1: in the shit house Wish I played in a rock and roll band Somebody give me a dollar bill So I can pass out on-
0: I I got a notification on my Spotify today that the Rolling Stones, or actually it might have been last week, have a new album and are putting out new singles. Uh, This one, this most recent one, has Stevie Wonder and Lady Gaga. And I also saw that U2 has a new album coming out, which I guess is to go parallel with their Vegas show at that new Globe or whatever. My question is, do you guys give a shit For like the bands that you you love, like their old stuff, especially the classic stuff. Well, I mean, U2 is from the 80s, but Stones are shit from the 60s. Do you give a shit enough to listen?
2: Yeah, I I do. I mean, I think with the Stones, um, they've been slapping us in the face with it. It was on like football games. Like their first single was that don't get angry with me. Did, did you guys hear yeah. that one it's, I yeah. mean it's fine it's cool it like for how old they are that they can still have a decent sound and not not just yeah. sound really cheesy it's uh it's pretty good and that the new um single with Lady gaga and Stevie Wonder uh, I, I didn't finish it uh, lady gaga came in it was cool but I just the way it started it was bluesy <laughs> and Mick, Mick, I just I can't believe his voice still kind of sounds legit like so you cared oh, yeah. enough
0: to start. But didn't care enough to I had the boy. The boy was crawling around. I didn't, uh, yeah, I got distracted. You you should have responded to me by saying, don't get, don't get angry with me. (laughs) (laughs) Aaron, what about you?
3: I'll usually pay attention, yeah. I mean, you know, at least I'll give it like a few tries. Like I would say, you know, I love Paul McCartney and the Beatles, and I've gotten, you know, a few chances. And I don't know, after a while, I'd probably stop caring. (laughs) Probably anything past the 70s. But yeah, I usually you know give it a listen at least. And yeah, you know, the Rolling Stones. I mean, I I listened to the, the new one with Gaga. It was cool, but sort of the same thing. Like as soon as she came in, it kind of like, you know, it's well, like I, I I'm not I've never been a fan of her her own music, but I'm a fan of her. Like I think she's super talented and she's you know yeah. an amazing new mu- musician and talent. But in that particular instance, she coming in on top like that of Mick which is weird, yeah, you, like, it it was kind of weird. Yeah, it Like there was super was. on top of it. And then also it's like if you're gonna do that, it's so like clean on top that should be like a squall or something you know what i mean not like this like clean note and it's just like manufactured yeah. or something you know
0: it's it's not as edgy as the stones yeah be. no
2: definitely. well it was edgy because it sounded like it was the first time she'd ever heard the song like she's just yeah. kind of waiting for what he said and then like
0: yeah heaven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying it was loose it was loose yet manufactured and super polished loose, but probably making tons of money off of it I'd say the best example of like a late like one of the classic guys late would be the the Bowie album that came out right before he died mm-hmm. which is really really good yeah actually yeah, that is an um, example uh, a black star I think is the name of it but
3: mm-hmm.
0: the, the other example would be like Dylan comes out with like a new record every year and a half and I used to just let, give him a couple listens because I was like yeah it's Dylan whatever Then <laughs> he came out with one that had like four songs that were like all of them over six minutes. He's still such a talented writer, yeah. But you're just like, I can't, yeah. Like I, I don't care enough anymore to li- to like give this that much time.
3: Yeah, you want to pay attention, but yeah, it's like it's a little yeah. different. I, mean, I I, have a hard time paying attention to him doing, you know, his old songs. Really, to be honest, maybe that's the common <laughs> right. <but> it's like <laughs> shots fired. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't know. I love Dylan, but just like you know, sometimes I'm like, I'm just like a melody person, I guess. I'm like, where's the song? Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's more of a message. Yeah. It's his song. He's a man, so whatever. <laughs> it's, just,
0: it's, it's a song. And, you know, somebody like U2, I mean, they're from the 80s, so, like, you know, I mean, I guess they get beat up on because of the, you know, when the Apple had their stuff all uh, yeah. you know, the mm-hmm. the album, like, made, they made everybody put it on their phone if you had an iPhone or whatever. But they at least, I guess, I mean, this, going from the 60s to 80s, the 80s is 40 years. The 60s is, I mean, the Rolling Stones is yeah. 60 years later. It's just, no, like, yeah, it's It's, 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 it's amazing. It's amazing. Fucking retire. <laughs> Why though? Do no, do don't.
3: <laughs> do it till you drop. We're it. still talking right.
2: about it. They're still having yeah. it on, freaking Monday yeah. Night Football. You can still do it. Do yeah. it.
3: Well, you know, he's put. I think uh Mick wrote a song for, for a film. He said a few songs for film here and there, and yeah. I think some of those have been probably I don't know, better than, or as good. You know, it's like something the Stones would do. Feels yeah. More true.
0: Well, the Stones are going to have a specific sound. I mean, Mick can at least yeah. do. Probably try to do. Although his voice is a specific sound, like there's not much he yeah. can do with his voice that is different. Than, right. You know, I mean, it's always going to have that like hey yeah, yeah. you're know. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but but speaking about what people can do, Aaron, uh, as as our guest in their third episode, yes. we always like to ask you to end with a couple of more questions about about yourself, and this time. Specifically, kind of your—I'm assuming since we've established that you produce music—that you have a history of playing instruments.
3: Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> now
0: let, let let's let's do it this way. Instead of uh, giving me the history, what instruments can you play proficiently?
3: Um, guitar proficiently, I'd say enough to write. Probably keyboards, and a lot of what I've done is, you know, a lot of programming and and putting the other arrangements and that sort of thing also working with other musicians, or like live musicians, more in like an orchest- orchestration capacity. Yeah, the first thing I'd okay. st- start on was pretty much guitar. And actually, Tara taught me my first few chords when I started mm-hmm. playing, which is funny. And then I oh, met really? Neil, yeah, I started yeah, pretty much in college. You I'd,
0: didn't start playing a musical instrument until you were in college?
3: Yeah, basically, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. My mom played guitar growing up uh, and she would play and sing, but I never really played. I, I used to carry tapes around everywhere I went, like, in a boombox. I was, like, the guy you know, always had music on me listening to music everywhere I went, you know? But I did, never really played. Yeah, and I started playing. Gosh. And then yeah, and then in college I played uh, guitar ensemble. And then uh, I actually did ended up doing percussion ensemble in college, which was crazy. Because it was, like, a whole new world of music. You know, I was trying to teach myself. And then uh, that was just, like, you know, changing time signatures and... You know, keys and just jumping all over the place and playing stuff I'd never Uh. played. So that was the whole like, really broadened my horizons and kind of got me. Wait,
0: wait, what's the difference between a percussion ensemble and like a drum circle?
3: (laughs) 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 Well, in this sense, (laughs) it's more like classical uh, instrumentation. You know, so there's like (laughs) tuned drums and so this is like
0: a dun da da dun dun da da dun da da dun okay gotcha exactly. this isn't like yeah
3: boop, 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 no 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 yeah exactly boop, boop, okay, and it wasn't gotcha. like the, it wasn't rusted root but it was like more like yeah Tchaikovsky <laughs> or something but I don't know for <laughs> like Christmas you know shout uh, out rusted root yeah. Oh yeah send oh, me yeah. on my way yeah. son.
0: sorry okay so so you're you're learning you're teaching yourself you really get into music in college yeah. and when did, how did you get into the production aspect of it like what how old like how many years well it's we funny talking? i
3: was i almost stayed in college like an extra year or two to get a double major and, uh, and get music major and it, as i was thinking about it i ran across an article rolling stone uh and there was like ads in there for like recording school and i'd never really like knew that you could do that i thought that was a thing you know it's like really yeah and i was interested in it then you know i was like i could stay in school longer i was like oh maybe i just do this and i and i sort of like the technical aspect because i was in My major was in earth science and biology. So I was into like doing lab and, you know, just geeky stuff. And it seemed like fun to be like, oh, I can be in there, turn the knobs, and you know know what it was at that point. Honestly, I was like mixing it. You know, I wasn't even that aware of it, but I was like, that sounds cool. So I I just kind of like made a hard pivot and went that direction. And yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it was, yeah, and it was an interesting journey because I went to to Arizona. I was supposed to go to school right away and I ended up working so my wife could go to school um, and did something totally different. I worked as a chemist and then during that time i was just jamming with people in mesa just random people um yeah but wasn't really doing music yet and then went to engineering school came out to la and then it sort of pivoted more to being you know at the desk behind the scenes instead of really like playing as far as like being in a band and performing i was in a band when i first moved out here uh briefly but then uh yeah then i was just working. what was the
0: name of the band
3: um at the time it was um prefontaine and then now i think they're called battle tapes i think they're still around
0: Battle tapes, yeah. okay. Prefontaine yeah. and battle tapes.
3: Neil knows them. <laughs> oh yeah. Josh Boardman, man. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I got I got one question about being behind the scenes. Do you have like um a, a baseline of dealing with artists? Like you have a certain strategy or do you just adapt to whatever they're bring to the yeah, table?
3: It's a good question. Yeah. Usually I mean I to me it's like letting the artists be as comfortable as they can, you know because most of the time yeah. honestly what it comes down to is like you're gonna get the best out of anybody when they're the most comfortable and most artists want to be doing their thing you know whether it's the best choices or not but it's like either way yeah. it's like you, you kind of want to let somebody stumble into the best choice being comfortable or just screw it up themselves being comfortable you know for sure That's the, mm-hmm. the option but i rather you know work with somebody and let them <laughs> like you know express themselves fully and if that turns into something cool and that's not saying that's not knocking but it's just like saying you know you're always going to get ideas out and it's not always going to be great you know put out 20 ideas you get five good ones that's awesome so like you know Mm -hmm. you let someone be comfortably express themselves and whatever comes out and hopefully that's something that's of meaning you know or has Mm -hmm. impact
0: Okay, that that's that's very cool. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you one last thing before we get to this week's song. Give us, if you can, mm-hmm. uh, your favorite story of of producing somebody. They can be famous or not famous. I don't I don't, I don't care. Oh Just well, this an was actually from
3: yeah. This is a, a fun story where I was actually the engineer on the session. This was actually it wasn't it was uh, right around the time. We did Dream Girls and we were doing a song called uh, Listen. And when we first did it, it was actually. Uh, done for the movie and i remember being in the room alone at one point with uh beyonce and then the um musical uh director for the film company i forget his name It was randy it's like randy spendlove yeah it was randy spendlove
0: not not randy quaid um, no 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 no.
3: and uh so it was just the three of us and she was like going over the song and producer wasn't there yet so we like between the two of us we had to kind of like feed her some of the lines and the melodies you know which was interesting because it wasn't like definitely wasn't very mm-hmm. good there and, like do any kind of vocal production on her and not that you know it would You're be point for notes. her, but like yeah we had to like kind of sh- talk you know show how the song went and and then uh producer showed up and i want to i don't want to call him out but showed up you know pretty late and was like it was interesting <laughs>
0: <laughs> it, it was fun to watch the the fireworks that ensued
3: yeah it was fun It's like we we had to do something, and uh, yeah, when they got there, they weren't too happy about it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nice. All right. Love it. Love hearing stories like that. So uh, on that note, you are listening to Pod, Gabe, Rock, and Roll to you. And uh, this week, uh, we're talking about uh, production, I I guess, because we're talking about Prince. Uh, Finally. It's been a long time coming. (laughs) We're specifically talking about his song, I Feel For You, from his 1979 album, Prince. Uh, written and produced by Prince and released on Warner Brothers. We will also be focusing on the acoustic demo that was released for the 40th anniversary of this album in 2019.
3: So yeah, I want to talk about it because I... I liked the song originally, right? I always th- like Prince's version, like Shotgun's version. It's great, sure. But when I heard this, to me, it just was such a, it just so en- encompassed everything that that song, I feel like it should have been or, or was, you know? And it was so amazing to hear it. And you hear even goes into the scat section at the end and then that's sort of in his song, you know? But like, yeah. just the the way he plays, it's almost like him and an acoustic guitar is a band, right? Because he's like, he's so tight yeah. on those bass parts on on the guitar and then the rhythm parts underneath, you know? And it's like, it's. It feels like it could be. You know, like he just decomposed the guitar parts. You know, and made a track out of it, kind of. Mm-hmm. And just the way sh- shifts it up. And then one thing I would realized. You know, once you listen to it in that way, how like it's such an interesting chord progression because it's it's almost the same chord over and over. It's like slight changes. He's doing like a. I think it's like a using a, an a and then a D and then A suspended and then A seven but also doing an A over F sharp, which is sort of like an F sharp minor seventh, Hmm. but it's almost all kind of the same chord the whole time, just kind of Mm -hmm. jumping around very similar, you know? And to make that interesting, that's one of the things that Prince could do, just putting something together, it's it's so funky too. It's like so funky, kind of minimalistic, but almost doesn't seem like it, given how the way he puts it together. So I just thought it was such a cool expression of that song compared to what it ended up becoming, you know? And and it was cool how when he put it out, it wasn't even a hit, and then Shaq Khan, obviously like blew it up for whatever reason at the time, you know? Well, um, so I didn't know this was Prince.
2: Um, I didn't know that the Shaka Khan version was a cover, and I didn't know this demo existed, (laughs) but I'm glad I do now. Um, Yeah, and I I think my notes mirror yours exactly, Aaron. Like, it really just shows Prince's natural talent as, like, a performer and a songwriter. Just kind of, it sounds so full, and it's just so rhythmic and um you can just hear kind of the uh the genius in there you can definitely you almost can hear the full band because he's playing so many parts like the rhythm so good like like you mentioned the bass parts and just the way you can tell he's really feeling it whenever he did this demo he was like oh fucking hey i'm I'm on one today but i must say like prince can pull it off but it's definitely not my favorite style of guitar playing you know what i mean Mm. just kind of the super like it, i know it's sacrilegious but i dare say it reminds me of like jason mraz or like you know like funky like <laughs> just kind of like acoustic guitar guys i can almost see the fedora um yeah, yeah. but prince can pull off a fedora and like it, this is brilliant prince like, is known
0: to rock some fedoras yeah, yeah. <laughs> um are you call, are you calling this fedora rock neil <laughs> fedora <laughs> rock <laughs> So Mer- early. To- Fedora
3: funk.
2: But no, I really do <laughs> love funk, it. And yeah. one of the things I love about it, Aaron, and you'll, uh, you'll recognize this reference is just, it's a completely different style, but it definitely reminds me of like Hendrix acoustic demos, you know what I mean? Where it's just yeah. so broken down and raw and right. but you can hear like just the, um, the brilliance.
3: So, yeah, exactly. From just yeah. from the few, you know, the simple parts. Yeah. It's a great comparison. Cause yeah, like Hendrix will you know, be playing would be like a slow blues on like you know mm-hmm. e and that a million people play every day and it's like but just somehow it's just like destroys yeah yeah the yeah
0: there's something else there yeah i i like you neil like I, I have no real history with this song other than like i vaguely remember the chaka Khan version from the 80s mm-hmm. and and there was a certain point a few years ago where i read an article about prince and i listened to his first three albums and i just it just wasn't my something that i'm going to enjoy listening to that much but you know it it was it was it was a lot of fun diving into this especially the the acoustic demo uh that you wanted to to really focus on i mean i think if you start with shaka khan's version with like that glorious 80s like r&b cheese (laughs) and then you kind of go to the one that was originally released by him in 79 which uh, like almost sounds like a video game yeah (laughs) like the the production wise uh with that keyboard synth and like the sax synth and all the stuff he's throwing in there and and then like to go to this broken down version which honestly i don't i i'm assuming i didn't look this up i should have i'm assuming that this is the demo from that time period right this isn't something he did later
3: no i believe it's demo yeah from from then yeah
0: yeah i mean obviously if i could pick between the three i would you know probably i would listen to 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 the acoustic that's the one that i'd be drawn to but It's, it's something I was talking to a buddy of mine. It's not really because I love the song, necessarily. I'm not like, oh, my God, this is the greatest song. It's more of just how I'm impressed by him that you right. are and the performance itself. Yeah. And that's and that's something my buddy's like, dude, you, you should like Prince more. And I'm like, I mean, I don't dislike Prince. <laughs> I don't love his songs. I don't love his voice, necessarily. I think his voice is almost irrelevant to his his music i think it just kind of blends into the music i think that's the point he uses it as another tool I, i'm more just every time i kind of listen to him i'm more just impressed by him and what he can do as a performer you can always hear how influential it is like even in this song in the demo and in the original version, the seeds of what pop music was would kind of become in the 80s. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. also, the thing you really hear in this song, I think, is it's just a fun pop song. You know, I mean, it's very seductive, but it's not really dark. There's not really a dark element to it. It's very playful and mm-hmm, fun. It kind right. of harkens back to, like, the Beatles of the, of the early 60s, where it's just a fun song mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i think that's something that he could kind of tapped into when you listen to prince you're just like let's have a good time this is a fun song mm-hmm. to listen to listen to in a, in a fun vibe so i mean yeah. I, I think i appreciate the song even though i don't really love the original I, I think i appreciate the song because you can hear a lot of things from the past and moving
3: into yeah. the future okay. and i agree with yeah. But, but, a lot of that. Yeah. I mean, one thing I've never liked is the cheese synth sound. I mean, that's, it's like oh, Uber <laughs> cheese, but you know, it's like at the time it was new and it was like, Oh, check out mm-hmm. this sound. You know, so it was like, Oh, this is cool. <laughs> so I get why they did it, but it also, yeah, it's, it, it absolutely dates it. And it's not like, yeah, and now it's considered, it's like a kind of a Casio. No, no, it's not, but you know, it's like, it's some of those sounds are, are just corny. But, you know, but, if but, you th-
0: but if you think about even what's coming out at that time, you got the... Yeah, 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 bah, yeah, bah, yeah. Yeah. And then you kind of have like New Wave, which is kind of weird right. and spacey, which, you know, there's elements of that in here. You have just like really uh, epic keyboard rock going on and just like overproduced, indulgent yeah. rock. And even like R&B's just kind of coked out. And he's just kind of bringing things back to a very basic level. Yeah, and, and kind of combining some things, yeah, and that the, are new and creating something new, right? right. Yeah, and yeah, the party
3: song for sure is you know very relevant. I mean, I think he was one master of that. You know, I mean, part of that You know, it's just you know he knew how to how to make that work. And I think part of that was the simplicity in that. You know, and and there is you know a, an element of it like he's a total genius. Probably one of my favorite top five musicians. You know, or artists, but. Uh, it's a nursery rhyme element to it in a sense where it's like it's just so catchy you just can't you know kind of deny it in a sense you know and and what the way the way it, like compares to the you know even his his version because i wasn't even that aware of the version yeah i heard shaka khan's and i knew it but I, you know when this came out i was made even more aware of it and i'm like oh yeah that was prince i kind of knew but i didn't really know and just to hear yeah. it like the like you said the performance of it, it's just so captivating you know
0: it's such a specific se- I don't even want to say it's a 70s sound, but you can tell, like, the original is in the 70s and about to be in the 80s. Like, it it has some, like, (laughs) odd Steely Dan uh, elements, and there's that one Fleetwood Mac song with the... the because it's just it's just really i mean the hand claps take it to like just the next level of cheese like when you listen you can just see people on the street like in the 70s garb like yo let's let's fucking do this right now now." video
3: though because it's kind of like that did you see the video Uh
0: how could it not be yes uh so so when you listen to that and then the shaka Khan version is 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 cool when you get into it i think again it's just a song that it's kind of overshadowed by the Khan, Chaka Khan. Yeah, chuk-a-kan. it
2: sure is. I, 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 I couldn't believe that it was that version—the the classic Chaka yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the one.
0: But once it gets into it, I mean, you just you kind of just hear Stevie's harmonica. Oh yeah, to, to, to me, yeah. so everything's just so well done in that version. I, I don't dislike that version at all. It's a it's a yeah. great yeah definitely of the time i
2: um oh. when i was first i did not know it was stevie but as soon as i heard it i was like oh there he is yep. there's stevie <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Exactly. I, mean, I was like should i even look this up
3: <laughs> he's I mean, just such a genius also man it's just like everything he touches is so good that yeah solo is just like
2: yeah the solo it starts with that super high note goes like soaring yeah. up um so
3: sick and it's so yeah, it's tough a to make be like a clarinet or something. You know, it's a yeah, clarinet.
2: it's it's so tough to make a harmonica sound good like not in a blues setting, and you know it, it can be cheesy, but Stevie does it so good, like it's so amazing. So yeah. it's a very distinct harmonica
0: sound he has. Mm-hmm. That like, mm-hmm. like you, Neil, was just like I don't even have to look this up. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, this is definitely Stevie. Well, I think Wonder it's right? a it's don't chromatic
3: don't... harmonica for one. I think yeah, yeah, cheesy. yeah. Not everybody uses. Yeah.
0: It's not Neil Young's
3: harmonica. <laughs> no. <laughs> <The> <laughs> uh, it's
0: it's it's way too smooth for that mm-hmm. just to get into to to go back to kind of you know you take all the the bells and whistles away to that acoustic version
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you know from turning the tape track on turn it off you can hear the breaths you can hear I, I don't know if he's pounding a kick drum i think he's just uh, tapping on the floor yeah, just tapping, tapping, tapping on something yeah. mm-hmm. And just hear everything so clearly and just kind of be in awe of how he's kind of taken what you know is like kind of an R&B poppy like hit song. And it started out as this kind of powerhouse annoying dude sitting by the fire like showing off to people like check this shit out. And just like if anybody talked during it he just played over them and then every until everybody just shut the fuck up and then they were like damn this guy's kind of annoying but that was fucking awesome yeah <laughs> right? Uh, right yeah yeah yeah
3: yeah, yeah it kind of is what's well, sort of like that's kind of how he did on the um what was the, when he played uh guitar with it was i think it was petty and uh, um at the rock hall of fame the rock hall of for fame. george harrison that's sort of what yeah. he did <laughs> like, he, he just came crazy. out and he was just like mm. yeah you know like i mean he's so badass <laughs> but like you know also you know i'm sure there's other rock guys who could maybe do what he was doing right but like He also came in and just was like, all right, fuck this. I'm taking this over and just like performance too. I mean, it was insane. But yeah, the solo was so sick. Oh yeah, Real showman, even when he's by himself
2: with a little recorder.
3: Yeah, no, exactly.
2: I mean, yeah. And I mean, with this version, uh, just the lyrics, he is using it more as um, an instrument, like you mentioned, you know, he's because all the scatting and the tapping, he's just like his whole body is just a band at that moment. You know, it's really cool.
0: But but he does that and 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 we'll we'll We'll, we'll tap into the lyric a little bit here. He does that, but you can still understand everything he's saying. Mm-hmm. Like oh, a lot yeah. of times when you have mm-hmm. the, the, when the vocal kind of just blends in, it's kind of like, like with Radiohead, you know, with Tom York's voice, he's like, eh. yeah. I mean, like, whatever, but, it sounds better. I love Tom York, <laughs> but like his falsetto just kind of, you're like, what <laughs> did he just say something about fucking fishes? Yeah. Like what, what is he talking about? Or <laughs> <Were> their words? <laughs> yeah. But whereas like this lyric is very simple, easy to follow, straightforward, yeah. very sweet.
2: Yeah, yeah. You can tell exactly what he's saying, but it's, it's just—it's yeah. not any kind of lyrical masterpiece. He's just like playing the right. hits as far as yeah. kind of like
0: funky lyrics. But i, w- I was thinking about it. You know, it's—it's—it's it's, it's impressive because it's like—it sounds like one of the first songs he wrote. It sounds like one of the songs you write, and you—you might—you probably even think it's too simple, but you also know it's like yeah, kind of undeniable, and it gets the point across
3: yeah, good uh, point.
0: efficiently. And the impressive thing, and its voice, kind of helps this is the the lyric is all seduction it is Mm a hundred percent right seduction but there's like this sweetness that you don't find in a lot of seductive stuff and i don't know if that's his vocal that kind of just disarms Hmm. what he's talking about there's a confidence there as well that's like i've done this before you know i mean he's almost playing coy with it to where but it's non-threatening you know it's like you know, hey, mm-hmm. this is this is what I'm doing, well, and you're gonna fall for it. And the difference between the acoustic version and the Shaka Khan and the original version is, in those, there's a lot of confidence. I do feel like in the acoustic version, there is less confidence, and it's almost like he hasn't done it before. Like there's, a, mm-hmm. it's, it has a more pleading mm-hmm. element to mm-hmm. it. Like, yeah, yeah. You for know, sure. I think I love you. You're like he's not like I wouldn't lie to you. You know, he's right. like he's actually like explaining. He's not like I wouldn't lie to you, baby. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. There's two different ways he's uh, interpreting it. Yeah. I, I think.
2: Yeah, I yeah, think I so. I agree with everything you said except that it's a hundred percent seduction because my favorite line is it's mainly a physical thing. What is yeah, what yeah. is the other part? <laughs> <laughs> Emotional, spiritual. Yeah. I know. I just want to know. It's just, it was just a funny line. It's mainly yeah. a physical. Well, you
3: know, that's actually what, what I like that so much better than what actually came out, which is I'm physically attracted to you you know and i like that that yeah. line's almost a little awkward to me hard, i liked about <laughs> to, this yeah. You know? like, <laughs> yeah i wasn't <laughs> like, that's physically attractive. Not, <laughs> yeah. yeah i was like you know like oh, i said oh, i wasn't even that <laughs> uh, familiar with the other songs that's I, you what know, i'm I saying so about like it, just you know? the lyrics is just it's just yeah. an instrument like yeah they're words heard, but exactly yeah when i heard this version i went back to listen to the other ones and i was like wait what physically attractive? like it struck me that that wasn't the actual lyric you know? physically so much better to you yeah was easier to sing Sylla, syllabically, to. yeah, totally. <laughs> syllabically, <laughs> syllabically. But <laughs> is,
0: <laughs> it, 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 I was gonna say phonetically, and then I was like, I don't know. Yeah, uh, phonetically,
3: that works. I, well, I do want to spit one other thing about the lyric, real quick. Sorry. Okay. Um, so yeah, um, uh, also the feel for you, lyric, what I like too is that you know the, uh, the feel for you as a uh, like a colloquialism is totally different than how he's using it. You know, which is funny because you know my feel for you, is like I feel for you, is is not mm-hmm, having to do with mm-hmm. you're like into somebody, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it's cool yeah. how. You automatically believe yeah, that's what he's talking feels. about, but it's not even really what that phrase means, you know, which is cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh yeah, and, and just the, the the fact he goes, "I think I love you," you know, which yeah, yeah. that's the pl- that's the playful part, <laughs> right? I feel for you, I yeah. think I love you, because uh, because he's like, I wouldn't lie to you. I think I love you. He's like, I'm not lying. I think.
3: Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying I do. <laughs> he's actually being very honest. <laughs> he's. <laughs>
0: He's being very honest and a very ambivalent, uh, uh, (laughs) or or, you know, he's he's letting he's letting it float out there. You know, ambivalent
3: honesty—that's a great one.
0: (laughs) Okay, well, let's move to the melody now, Uh, Aaron. You were talking about it earlier. Now, what what? specifically stands out melodically about this song
3: um well i think may pro- probably because the way he does it in his false is really what like i really you know i really like about the the demo version you know and i think it, it's sort of one of those m- melodies where it's it's actually hard like neil was saying it's hard to pull off you know like shaka Khan pull it off because she could sing her ass off and you know and prince could pull it off with that false you know the way it is i think it's it's one of those deceivingly hard things to sing if you really try to sing it you know in probably you know in any way that that they sang it like in that register you know or keeping it anywhere in that realm oh yeah it's difficult you know um
0: oh yeah i've tried yeah. So I, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna have to figure out a way to do this yeah. song change it's keys not, a little bit. <laughs> yeah
3: yeah yeah sorry that's probably yeah i mean that's what i mean though. it's 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 gonna be more challenging than you think even though it's it flows so easily and it strikes it seems familiar and, and simple and easy but it's not necessarily but but it's
0: all jazz chords it's all sevenths
3: <laughs> yeah mostly yeah yeah there's like suspended chords in there but i yeah, it's like i i went over it and i sort of forget it, but i think it's like a a and then a there's an a suspended four and then there's a, a d and then there's a f sharp minor seventh which is almost yeah. like an a you know but mm-hmm. the way he jumps you know through them and even honestly to, to play that you know on the guitar is like is, is interesting it's, it's different you know
0: well it's it's funny because if you're talking melodically like you, we have three versions of the song melodically you can really break it down i do think the, in the shaka khan version you have ari martin and all these amazing session musicians kind of putting this thing together and the dynamics they produce in that song really i think help the melody yeah uh or enhance the melody in a way. And in his, like the video game aspect, I mean, he's just throwing, the there's game. a lot of bells yeah. and whistles yeah. that are really kind of beep boop ba poop you know, yeah. you're at the fucking dentist right. office, but it's it's much more yeah. groovier yeah. and funkier than, than all, all of those things. But in this one, it's kind of like, I think you said at the beginning, it, it almost feels like he's just kind of riffing on one chord the whole time. But what he does, which I really love, is he's kind of going along like you know you could hear like Neil uh, insulted him with the Jason Mraz comment <laughs> earlier. Uh, he's he's fedora rocking it, and then when he hits that like. Ooh, ooh, I feel like he there, he drops into this like really groove Yeah groovy. exactly yeah. It's almost like he, he there's a hesitation and it's it pulls back a little bit Yeah No you you're, and it, and you're just, right
3: It is all seventh chords and I think about it you're right cuz he goes it's actually a F major 7 then he goes he's actually going yeah. to E7 but then he plays like a it's like a B major 7 but close to an E huh. right and then but the way yeah. it's like it's interesting and the, even the way he plays the E it's it's like lower in register not the way you would normally play it like the way he shifts the groove you're exactly right because he shifts then twice he goes back to like a seventh chord right but then he's just playing differently or playing a different part of the chord in such a different Mm -hmm. pattern and that's the only thing that really shifts between the Mm -hmm. second two changes you know
0: yeah, it just drops into this pocket of groove, and you're just like, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. It's, all right, it's nice.
2: impressive uh, how much he jams it out just by himself, yeah. you know? And melodically, like, he's doing so much. There's so many little, like, melodic mm-hmm. runs in his little jamming and scatting. Like, he's almost oh, yeah. just, like, throwing, like,
0: melodies at a wall, like, figuring out what he's actually going to record. Totally. Well, yeah. I mean, like, once he gets into the scatting, and you can even, in the original, you know, I mean, not to go back, Completely to his voice, but like in the original, like there's multiple vocal tracks, right? You know that yeah, he's yeah, fucking yeah. around oh, yeah. with, and one is one is low, and, and right. one is yeah, and then and this one is just the one. <laughs> he still is so playful for it, and, and so in in such control over manipulating the melody and and keeping it interesting, basically. Yeah, with his playing and with the scatting exactly. and with the ooze yeah. and all of that stuff, and I think that's really kind of what impresses me the most yeah is I, it does it's not it i don't get bored listening to just the guy and the guitar and a song i don't necessarily really love right it's like holy shit mm-hmm. this is yeah. really good
3: you're right because that's how impressive he is you know but, yeah. yeah and i think i think it's cool yeah some of those scat lines i think they end up in the keyboard solo in his version i didn't like yeah AV yeah it, yeah i think yes. that's what he was doing <laughs> trying to yeah. figure
0: out just little like uh yeah. guitar lines or synth lines yeah. or or this or the sax i mean or the sax version obviously it's it's just him on an acoustic guitar and and in, in, in the acoustic demo, but in the in his original he's doing lead, lead backing vocals, electric guitars, clavinet, Oberheim four voice, bass, drums, Pollard syndromes <laughs> and hand claps. <laughs> Pollard syndrome.
1: <Wow. laughs>
3: The one thing I will say about Prince, I love him like as I keep mentioning, but you know he, he was one of the person who could do it all and do it himself, and which wasn't necessarily always for the best. Like I feel like mix wise, a lot of times and especially more later on, he was I think he's more responsible for his own mixes, and yeah. it was everything's very dry and very direct, and like I get it, so it, like it's sort of funkier like that. But there was things about it that you know as as he grew as an artist and sort of went off on his own that I feel like maybe weren't the best decisions that he ended up making for himself
0: yeah i mean i think they the one thing about him that always and i and i, I don't know why i did this i it, there's something robotic about a lot of the stuff
3: mm-hmm. i know i i, it, I knew you mean that, yeah
0: even in the original here there, it sounds like a video game it's so it's so it's funky it's groovy but it's like it's very spaced out right. more right. than it needs to be and i think that's just where he wanted to be and so yeah you know it's it's super influential but as you move on and yeah, especially in his later stuff, because I, I have heard of a lot of his later stuff. It's just kind of like, all right, dude, you know, it, it, yeah. I, I, buy time, listen to this on a spaceship, I guess. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh,
3: well, I definitely think he's ahead of his time. But yeah.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> anyway, a couple of fun facts. You have this song won a Grammy for best R and B song for Prince huh. oh, as a writer I and know best Shaka okay. f- f- Khan. Version? And, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, and best female vocal R and B for Shaka Khan. Nice. It was originally written for Patrice, Patrice Russian, hmm. but she turned it down. Very interesting.
3: That's an interesting fact that I've never heard, no offense to her, she was fantastic, but never heard of her, and she turned a song down. <laughs> you know,
0: choi- the choices we make, man, the choices we make. I hope Patrice is doing well, but that was not a good call. Uh, Chaka Khan's version got to number three and was on the charts for 26 weeks. <laughs> Wow! Extra fun fact: wow. Prince's "Purple Rain" was one of the two songs that kept it from moving higher. Ah, yeah. Oh, that no is way. a very oh, fun way. fact! Wow, That's the a other fun one back for Prince. Yeah, <laughs> yeah a fun fact for his yeah. bank account. Oh right? yeah, um, <laughs> the, the the other song that kept it was "Wake Me Up Before You Go get Oh, it. oh yeah. wham. okay,
3: uh, <laughs> it's two strong contenders. I mean, geez,
0: yeah. <laughs> Um. Okay. Well. Uh. See, it's Prince week, so uh, we're vibing the entire time. But I think now we, we'll we'll take it one last time for you, Aaron, to bring us in to the vibe time section of this podcast. Hopefully, you're ready. I've thought about uh, it. I like I, I like the vocal uh, the the vocal horn last week or last <laughs> episode was excellent. Um. So bring us in in three, two, one.
3: I do that for my dog, Theo, because we got hawks in the backyard, <laughs> and he goes crazy, and he thinks it's an actual hawk, so I figured <laughs> see nice. how it translates over the pod. <laughs> Shout
0: out, Theo. Theo. All right, Aaron, what? Uh, when specifically do you want to hear this song?
3: When do I want to hear it? Um, anytime, because it just makes me feel good every time I hear his version of it, and I, it's one of those things I can't—I really just can't get sick of it, and I have listened to it on repeat, guilty, and not to admit it's happened a few times, nice. yeah.
0: Nice on repeat, anytime, on repeat, all the time.
3: <laughs> I I,
0: did, I will say, I had this on repeat today a lot by accident, never got tired of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: that's what oh. I mean. It's like it's just like you can go in a loop <laughs> for some reason, and
0: it, it kind of works.
3: Yeah, because yeah. yeah. all yeah,
2: the kinda. scatting and the jamming at the end, it's like when's it ever yeah, gonna end? Exactly, it just it starting again. You're like, oh God, <laughs> yeah. he's, he's he right. brought it back in,
3: another version. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Neil, what about you, man? When do you want it? Specifically, do you want to? hear Um,
2: this? I want to hear this uh, in the daytime, poolside, but a small gathering, more quiet. Everyone's chilling in the pool. Where, where, like with a group that can actually appreciate it and listen, not like a party. Like just okay, okay. you know, an otherwise quiet afternoon
0: by the pool. <laughs> nice. Okay, nice. I, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't really see myself putting this song on much, but. I'm gonna give you two. With the Shaka Khan, would be fun at an '80s theme party, mm-hmm. and the acoustic one. I, I, I'm probably never gonna put on the original. I think that's the worst of the three. Yep. Just. agreed. But uh, the acoustic one would be nice, like on a playlist, like quietly in the background while I'm playing like Scrabble or cribbage. With <laughs> the ladies, it's like, like it just comes on. And, Scrabble and rock. It,
3: Scrabble rock. <laughs>
0: You know, it's it's, it's it's right before it's right before Mraz, uh, just just after DMB. So yeah, it's got some DMV,
2: oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, that's well. Speaking of DMB, speaking of having some DMB, uh, I think that's time to slide under the influence and talk about the influence of this song. For those who don't know, when we say DMB, we're we're talking about the Dave Matthews Band but i'll uh <laughs> i'll get us i'll get us going here um as i mentioned earlier like i i do hear a lot of steely dan in the mm. original version yeah, and call. It, it's like a weird like steely dan curtis mayfield fleetwood mac uh yeah. vibes if we're talking about the original but like i said as well i think it harkens back to that like early early Beatles, like please please me just really fun uh pop rock songs like that if we're talking about the acoustic we we just mentioned it because dave matthews was my, <laughs> was my <laughs> that's my 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 call and i i do i do think the original like you hear the seeds of culture club and all this shit that you hear in the 80s that dominated yeah, yeah. like fun positive pop mm-hmm. rock yeah aaron what about you
3: um i think influence on him or maybe in the song is i hear like funkadelic curtis mayfield for sure Uh, Just his approach to the way he plays guitar is, like, so super funky, you know? (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, his influence, hard to understate, I guess, because, like, you know, everything he did sort of, especially in the 80s, it kind of, like, a lot of the sound that he was doing, the productions coming out of his studios and his ideas were, like, sort of everywhere yeah um yeah you're right there was there was other people doing you know way different things with synths and stuff like that but like that party vibe that 80s like you know that's that's quintessentially 80s you know a lot of some other stuff a little more obscure more you know might not you might not necessarily think 80s so much but this is like this really defined the era you know
0: well i didn't necessarily know this was a prince song like neil said and if you if you think about prince like it's hard to overstate his influence in the 80s, like just mm-hmm. a, even as like a, a, a writer of songs mm-hmm. that people covered, you know, that were hits.
3: So mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Sinead O'Connor and there's a few other ones. Mm-hmm.
0: I definitely
2: think it sounds like uh, Sly and the Family Stone a little bit. I hear that. Um, some mm-hmm. Commodores, obviously Stevie. Um, but the big mm-hmm. one that while I was listening to it, I started singing another song and it took me forever to figure out what the fuck it was because... Um, I just, I, he, you know, he's scatting along and then my brain was just like, you have got, to I was like, gotta what? And, uh, it took <laughs> me like an hour, but it really reminds me melodically of Madonna, express yourself, dun, dun, mm. dun, like just a, like, you can almost sing that along with what he's
0: scatting.
3: You know what I mean? Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Check I'll it, it to, out. Yeah. I want to compare Madonna. that. That's cool.
0: Well, now you brought up Madonna. I think, uh, that's a perfect time to slide on the covers. Uh, and talk about the covers of the songs. So, Neil, uh, why don't you get us started on this one? Uh, give us a cover that you heard that
2: um, you liked well, or didn't like. <laughs> the only ones I heard were his cover of his own song, or not a cover, and Shaka Khan. <laughs> but just one thing, like the Shocker Khan, the, the the synth bends. There's so many, like just like the classic <laughs> synth bend, and just super like the funkiest of bass.
0: Oh, it's it's no, yeah. in his version too. I mean the bass is just
2: yeah. yeah. I did. I didn't go beyond um Shaka.
0: I heard the Pointer Sisters do one. It's it's a it's a bit stale, but it's bouncy and it's still got a fun vibe. I mean I it's not you know, it's it's bordering adult contemporary, uh mm-hmm. with, with their version. But Aaron, did you have any that you heard?
3: Yeah, I heard the Pointer Sisters one as well. Yeah. Same kind of reaction, you know, it's fine. You know, like, if I'm going to listen to that song, you know, for me, I'll probably only listen to the acoustic one or the Chaka Khan one, but really only the acoustic one just because I just, just that, yeah. that thing, that magic that's there, you know, which is so cool. Yeah. But, hey, yeah.
0: There was another person named Rebby Jackson hmm. that, you know, really goes into the adult contemporary with it. And, oh, okay. I mean, the one thing about the Pointer Sisters and Rebbe are that they really sit with the synths. Like, they, they just, it's just like, let's just do one synth. Right. <laughs> not a lot no stevie harmonica no oh, you know other synths and funky bass let's just slow it down a little bit hard synth right. and and get our get our singing on yeah so yeah i would i would bypass those and just if you want to really get crazy shaka khan if you just want to kind of be impressed the acoustic demo <laughs> the acoustic demo right yep. all right well how do the shoes fit, fellas? Aaron, it's your song. How does, how does the shoe fit for? Um, definitely. I feel for you.
3: I think definitely a high heel pump, like a woman's shoe, if that's what you call it. A pump is that what you call it, I don't know. But yeah, a high heel <laughs> shoe. I've, um, I've heard like that there. said about a woman shoe before. So <laughs> I'm going to say yes. Okay. I'll just say that's what it's called. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's what it is to me because uh, one of the biggest reasons is because Prince is the only guy who could probably rock tights and still be like sexy to women and still be like the manliest motherfucker in tights you've ever seen.
0: <laughs> probably a hot, probably high heels too. Uh, yeah. yeah. No,
3: exactly. You nice could, could probably wear the pumps and still be manly somehow. Yeah, yeah. It's
0: mainly a physical thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Neil, what about you, buddy?
2: Um, I think it fits like a white slipper, as if Prince was in like a swanky hotel room writing and recording this on an afternoon. Uh, nice, I like it.
0: Okay, so it's got like four seasons on the on yep. the like yep. little mm-hmm. toe strap. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. <laughs> He's probably looking at a palm tree and maybe some maybe some ocean. Yeah, yeah. Out the window. <laughs> I'm gonna say if if we're going acoustic demo, then I'm shoeless uh, in the sand around a fire kind of annoyed but also like fuck that guy for being so someone good someone throw that fedora <laughs> like, in the fire <laughs> yeah someone tap that thing over but wait until but wait until the song's done because it's pretty oh. damn good uh well, I play and <laughs> or or you know or you know at, at the vibe i'm in the house next to a fire playing some scrabble mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. shoes off nice. love it uh so, <laughs> so on that note, Aaron, thanks a lot for doing this, man. Really appreciate it.
3: Yeah, thanks, guys. It's been my pleasure and honor to be on here with you guys, definitely. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: it was good to
0: finally have you on, buddy.
3: So, yeah, it's been a long, long journey to this point.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If, if, if we keep this thing going, maybe we'll have you on again uh, at some point in the future if yeah. you're uh if you're game. So, uh so thanks again and and uh on that note, our cover or our cover <laughs> of I feel for you by Prince. you just heard was performed by josh bond thank you for listening to pod gave rock and roll to you if you like what you heard please rate and review us on itunes spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts if you'd like to reach out to us you can contact us via twitter and instagram under the handle at pod gave rock or via email what at podgaverock.com. rock.com next week is neil's week so neil what will we be discussing
2: Let's talk about Drain You off Nirvana's classic album, Nevermind. Can't wait!